0: 88.1 FM WCRX Welcome back to a very special episode of Deep Dark Tunnel. I'm here with Vermont-based DJ Mole, aka Mole Hole, formerly known as Beamer Boy, also known as my dear friend Alex. How are you doing this evening? Um, I'm good.
1: already starting out with, okay.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm pulling out the deep cuts for today's episode. I'm very excited. Uh, and on that topic of names formerly known and currently known as, how did you get your name Mole, Mole Hole, and can you take me through a brief timeline of all the previous aliases you've had in the beginning?
1: yeah well you got the first one which i thought um we could start at because i started out quote unquote djing by making i wouldn't even call them mixes because they were in final cut pro x um but finding rap music that i really liked and putting them all in a final cut pro timeline with like a few funny sounds uh beforehand and At the time, I was like, I had a BMW, I had a 2003 330 XI and E46 and I really loved it. And I was like, damn, it would be really funny if I went as Beamer Boy and I asked Sage here. I was like, Sage, could you make me like a like a producer tag? Um, And then I just would like put the producer tag in between songs and then I would hit export only audio on Final Cut Pro X. And then I would put that on SoundCloud. Uh, junior and senior year of high school, and thought I was super sweet.
0: <laughs> and these types of mixes you were making in your adolescence, what kind of music were we playing in those? I like know you said rap music, but any yeah, artist specifically?
1: Yeah, like. <laughs> uh, Check Wes was a, was probably filtered. He he was he wasn't even filtered through. He was just every single song was probably on there.
0: Um, a lot of Chief Keef, I remember. Chief Keef, definitely.
1: Yeah. A and lot of by
0: Cardi demos.
1: I, okay. I'm trying to think of stuff outside of rap because I was like dipping my feet in like kind of bigger stadium house, not even like tech house or anything like that. So then I would sprinkle in some random song that I like saw on an Instagram post or something on my Instagram explore page. And then we'd do that. Um, but it was mainly just rap music that i thought was funny and loud a lot of chief keef like oh like ball out oh a lot yeah of ball out in there i think yeah very odd none of it was ever beat matched none of it was ever synced at all it was just like from one to the next
0: but it's the type of ingenuity you wouldn't expect from a high schooler just trying to get dip their feet into dj making mixes and final cut
1: yeah well i like i i i remember in like sixth grade no like seventh grade Thinking that the chain smokers were like super, super cool. I was like, oh, all they have to, like, all that equipment that they're using, like, they look like they're doing nothing, which is the cool part. But they're like, I don't know, they're like making little loops and stuff like that. And I thought they just looked really cool. And like the idea of like Ultra Music Festival was pretty sweet. Um, And we just kind of, kind of veered off of that path. Uh, (laughs) But at the time, I thought it was super sick. So I was definitely trying the, to make mixes like that.
0: And on the topic of mixing now, you've been a, I'd say, Vermont native for the past three or four years, three years, right? Three years, yeah. Three years in Vermont, DJing for a good portion of two of them. How would you say the electronic scene, either broadly or specifically, if there's any micro genres, how do you think the electronic scene of Vermont is?
1: Um, it's It's surprisingly really cool, which is something that it took me a while to kind of find. There was definitely, like, I mean, up until probably, I'd say, six or eight months ago, I didn't think it was that great. Um, But kind of, it's just like you have to find your community, and you just have to search for those people. And if you like the music enough, you'll find those people, which is kind of interesting. But um, it's super cool. It's really eclectic. I'd say I'm on an interesting end of the spectrum because I pretty much strictly DJ um and don't really do a lot of live stuff and all the people that i'm on bills with um they're all doing live stuff for the most part and a lot of the time i'll like quote unquote headline which means like i'll just be at the whatever top of it and it's kind of interesting i'm like these people are doing a lot more work than i am (laughs) on stage um and i'm they're technically opening um but it's super sweet i really like uh the implementation of like some people are just strictly on like a sampler and a drum machine and there's like this super um cool dude named casper who does casper electronics and he's just got like the crazy briefcase modular setup and is just like wearing like he he did our halloween show and he was just wearing like a cloak the whole time And it's, like, he he is, like, barely on social media, isn't really, like, out, quote-unquote, like, dancing at Radio Bean on the weekends. So you you really have to search for, like, your people. Like, for instance, doing a show with my friend Riley, I would have never met them in a million years if I didn't just find them at Radio Bean. And I was wearing a computer-integrated audio shirt, the CIA records, and they were, like, I love that. And then we started talking, and then, like, you form a connection with somebody. So it's, you really have to seek your people out in Vermont. I've learned uh, as compared to some place like New York or Chicago, where you can kind of go to one show and you're within that community already. Like we barely have shows. It's, It's kind of difficult to like get a crowd in that sense.
0: Now you keep mentioning Radio Bean. For those who don't know, for any outside listeners, can you explain what Radio Bean is as a venue and as a community?
1: Yeah, Radio Bean is the one kind of, Quote unquote club um, in Burlington. Well, sorry, I actually wouldn't say it's the only club. Um, there's a space above Nectar's, which is a live music venue that does mainly like kind of jam band type of stuff. Um, they have a place called Club Metronome, which is the floor above it. And that's kind of just like a fairly classic dance floor. They don't really have like DJs and stuff like that. They'll have live acts up there, but radio bean is very much like a small diy-esque like the the main dancing floor is like 20 feet by probably 10 feet there's like one tiny little booth and every friday and saturday from 11 to 2 this guy named taka he goes by dj taka has a residency there and he is an absolute wizard um so in terms of kind of club-centric stuff radio bean is the mecca in burlington Um, and as a community i mean they they give so many people an outlet they gave me my first show and i consistently perform there as opposed to anywhere else um and you kind of you you learn all these faces and you're kind of friends with them and it's not necessarily too much of like a hierarchy situation like the booking agent is my friend ben it's not too difficult to reach out to him and it doesn't feel like you're kind of shooting emails out and like kind of doing cover letter type stuff so it makes it a lot easier to kind of get your foot in the door it's exactly what burlington vermont needs um in terms of just like an outlet for that kind of a space like it's I feel like if they went any bigger it'd be weird and I think if they if they went any smaller it wouldn't be able to work. I think they're just Lee Lee the owner has really hit a stride.
0: On the flip side of let's say established clubs and, you know, just venues or placeholders, would you say that DIY culture, especially nowadays with more outreach of like social medias and hands, would you say DIY culture is moving towards a beneficial space for people who wanna start out especially? I would say in the right in the right context and
1: like all of that yeah absolutely um i mean i put on quote-unquote diy shows a lot and the only way we're able to kind of spread a word is on instagram so i wouldn't have really been able to do any of that without it so i can't act like it is kind of non-beneficial um i guess it can get detrimental when obviously when you spend enough time on it so there's obviously that fine line I mean I've met it's I, I still don't understand it and it's like kind of it makes me cringe sometimes but like I've met people online that I've then like done stuff with in person like it's super weird to think about but like you meet these people through a screen and then you share an interest and like like what I was talking about with community like you don't even have to be like super close and like the same exact kind of person It's like oh you like you like jungle music oh I do too okay now we're immediately friends because this community is so small you're kind of like grabbing at anything um I don't know I think it's it's especially for DIY scenes when it's like that easy to kind of just start like Instagram or Twitter is like the perfect outlet to do that on because I don't really think there's I mean you could just start going to shows but nowadays like how do you find out about shows? You find out about shows on Instagram. So you just have to, like, kind of get in there.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say Resident Advisory really has a shows to go section for Burlington, Vermont. What I? A...
1: They actually,
0: funny you say that. Uh, the Burlington <laughs> oh, I'm gonna eat my own words.
1: The Burlington Electronic <laughs> Department's Halloween party was the first event on the Burlington, Vermont Resident Advisory. <laughs>
0: let's go. Let's go.
1: I made it. I made it. Uh, I, I was talking to Zach. I was like, we got to make an RA link. Like, it, it's, we've got to officially. <laughs> Well cuz we had we had a bunch of people coming in from out of town. It was a big lineup. We were like we we just got to run it. And it was it was really funny cuz Public Communications, which is my back-to-back name with my friend Savino, was just on there and I was like Public Communications is probably never going to have another resident advisor bill ever again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A B2B if you will, a back-to-back. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> Do you think there is a maximum limit for how many people can B2B on a set of CDJs? What is your max you'd ever B2B for?
1: Like with like the maximum amount of other people I would mix a set with.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: It's one thing if it's like an open deck. Like I know like Transpicos and like I think Mood Ring. Sometimes we'll do just like open decks where it's like, hey, come on, you can get a light 15 minutes and then you could just like get going, just like bring your USB and get in line kind of a thing, which I guess is cool. I don't know.
0: I'm just imagining a line around the door, not for people who want to dance or have fun, just (laughs) just like today's my day. They're gonna hear
1: this Blauen song and they're gonna lose it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a residency after that. No, it's and definitely it's, funny it's just some you, you load the MP3 on and it's like not recognizable and you just like I rip it out and it starts emergency looping. Um, there
0: you go. But what was your question again? I'm sorry. What's your what's your max limit? Oh, oh, um,
1: two other people. I literally had that answer right. Two other people. So three people max
0: on the CDJ is no more, no less. Yeah.
1: Yeah because i don't know going back to back is hard enough in certain instances um maybe maybe if it was like feels like invt and two shell and it's like two duos then maybe it would work
0: what five people on a on a four channel mixer have you ever seen those like um instagram videos of pirate studios and it's like 20 people in one booth I mean, like I th- well, well that—that's
1: because that's because that's those people don't have access to CDJs, and those people are me. So I would have as many people in that pirate session <laughs> as I could humanly want, because I'm not getting any action anytime soon.
0: Pirate Studios, if you're listening, and I know you're not, please open up a Chicago location. I would be so happy.
1: they they are in the process of doing it. Just wait on it. It pirate literally says Pirate Chicago coming soon.
0: You mentioned earlier how you'd say your taste in what you play or what you mix has drastically changed since high school. Uh, If that's the case, you know what sort of influences or music are you leaning towards now, or genres that you lean towards now that you just that's your go-to, you love playing.
1: Yeah, I definitely. It wasn't necessarily a change from high school, but there was stuff that I was paying less attention to, that I then kind of was like oh wait a minute this is far more interesting um but i mean i'm we talk all the time about jungle i'm kind of deep in a little jungle bag right now Um, i
0: selector someone
1: (laughs) i wouldn't say that at all (laughs) um but i definitely do really find that genre interesting because it's all pretty much based off of sampling and like sampling of like really really one break but in in reality it's a bunch of different breaks but just the act of it's like it's less about writing and more of like what you can do with these already kind of cemented in materials which i think is super interesting Um, and it's also just the most fun music to dance to on the planet a lot of stuff just really ranging kind of genre fluid just kind of learning about different cities in that city scene, um, and certain just like kind of commonalities between everything. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I guess a lot of jungle. That's been the main, the main recent kind of. I feel I've been. T- I was talking to Sabino today. I was like, I think I need to relax. Like my ears are getting like really overstimulated. When I got the controller that I currently have is when I started like actually learning and like being able to kind of listen back to stuff because like you remember too i bought like three sets of decks and none of them connected to my computer so i just mm-hmm. wasn't mixing for the longest time
0: that was a rough point That was, <laughs> i just remember your sheer like pure white anger towards like the manufacturers at roland, roland and sucks. pioneer the, the the pioneer ddj 200 sucks
1: um I was mixing, up, I made a mix off my iPhone because I was that. That so was desperate. Dark. Yeah, it was, it was like a, bu- it was a bunch of like, like kind of like total science drum and bass, but like none of it was in key or mixed at all. It was like, not even like synced BP, it might've been synced, I don't know.
0: Surrounding so at our show, a question I love to ask our interviewees is what kind of artists are you listening to right now? People that aren't getting their flowers, people that you want to put on to the community. Uh, I'll give you a second if you need to check out anything.
1: In terms of Vermont artists, my friend Riley, a.k.a. Gender Death, just put out an album called *Raveyard*, and it absolutely bangs. It's a bunch of different, like, jungle-y. There are a few kind of, like, rave techno tracks on there, but that's a fantastic album that I've been playing a lot. The song Disley uh, Underground, that break is stupendous. In terms of stuff, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of... Uh, Fever AM, which is this kind of record label, um, that a friend of mine, Chris, who goes by Zenkron, is on, um, and they do a bunch of different stuff. I was actually, I was just DJing before we got on this call and I was, uh, spinning a bunch of more Elion. She's super sweet. I'm trying to think of like people to put on quote unquote. Oh, uh, Zach, AKA Roost World, impeccable live electronic music, live drums, with the live synth, that stuff rules. Also, Burlington-based Zach goes by Dairy Bay. I'm playing with him on December 8th at Club Metronome for his uh, a release of another single. He has an album coming out in January. Um, he's sick. He does kind of like just more alternative, like guitar-y stuff. Uh, so not necessarily electronic, but I don't know. I th- I really it's fun to be friends with people that you can like quote unquote put on or like tell people about and like express a community in that sense i don't know um it's really fun having friends that make music so it's not like i'm just talking about my favorite artists it's like for the most part my favorite people around me are my friends that are doing cool stuff i guess as much as that sounds really redundant and corny
0: redundant and corny regardless is very nice sentiment all right, Alex. Well, thank you so much for crawling down the tunnel with us here at Deep Dark Tunnel. Uh, where can the people find you on social media? And uh, do you have anything you want to promote as well?
1: I have two shows coming up, but it's a- this interview is airing in Chicago. So probably nobody from Burlington Vermont will hear it. But I'm playing on December 8th and December 16th in Burlington. Um, but my Instagram is mole.ma uh m-o-l-e dot m-m-a-h yeah i don't
0: know Not, not much else to plug other than that very awesome well thank you so much for calling down the tunnel with us don't get lost on the way out thank you
1: for having me